everybody and welcome to First and Goal, the hardest hitting up and coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the internet today. It is Tuesday, May the 3rd in the year 2022 and today we are back in the studio and we're going to discuss, we're going to jump back into, if you will, these over-under totals for the SEC. We're going to go over to SEC West. Last time we went over to SEC East and I'm looking forward to doing this damn thing. But for that, let me introduce my co-host, as always, the one, the only, Big Rob. How's it going, brother? Say hello to the big guy. <clears throat> What's going on, everybody? I am so glad to be back in the studio. Man, I missed y'all. That's right. That's right, man. It's good to be back. Had a little hiatus last week. We was going to record, but thought there was going to be some rough weather coming through. And wouldn't you know it, the damn thing never showed up. It, it like split us. It, it went both directions of us all the way around, and yeah, we we kind of we kind of look like fools around that. And then work stuff happens, so you know you never can fully know what's going to happen in a week. Yeah, you never know, man. You never know. And then lo and behold, we get ready to record day, and it, one hell of a storm rolls on through here. Oh, you ain't lying about that, man. I went to a monsoon on the way here. Oh, I thought the wind was going to blow the car right off the road and into the ditch. Well, I mean, it's a Kia Soul, so. Yeah, but it's a boxy Kia Soul. I know, so it just, the wind carries it away. <laughs> Ain't much there to start with. <laughs> I'm hey, just kidding. Hey, uh, that thing's roomy, though. That thing is roomy. I'll give it that. Uh, yeah, it ain't got much to it. I'm just kidding with you, man. I'm just giving you a little bit of hell. But uh, before we get in this thing, man, we got a little bit of news. We had another player last week, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. From where? Georgia? Georgia, I believe. Another player getting in trouble. Once again, <laughs> he got arrested, actually, I think. Yes, he did. What was it 5 o'clock in the morning? 5 o'clock in the morning, yes, sir. Hauling ass. Good old NIL. Yep, hauling ass, driving drunk. He actually blew, up, I want to say, I forget exactly what it was now. It's been so long ago, but, yeah, it, <laughs> he went to jail for driving drunk. and Yeah. Not a good thing. Can't I can't blame NIL, but at the same time, I mean, it's just, damn it, man. Like, not even a, a week apart. Not to cut you off, but I mean, a week apart. Anthony Richardson, this player, I mean, very similar times of incidents. I mean, what the hell's going on? Well, here's the thing. You can't blame NIL <coughs> fully. The kids are away from home. Their first taste of freedom. They've got a little jingle in their pocket from NIL. Kids are going to do stupid crap, man. I mean, there's just no way around it. So you can blame NIL partially. But let's just be honest, man. First taste of freedom. Kids are going to go do stupid crap. I agree with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know I made my fair share of mistakes when I was younger, (laughs) but... uh... I don't know, man. My, my whole thing is, I'm not blaming NIL, but I think there's got to be, the NCAA's got to find some way to come up with a set of rules, a set of boundaries, something to help keep these guys more so in line, away from trouble, keep their focuses in the right place. Because, I mean, guys, when you're playing for Georgia, you're playing for Florida, you're a starter in the SEC same thing for these guys in the ACC. You're in one of the premier leagues of all college football. These are the divisions the NFL has a magnifying glass on to start with. Yeah. You need to walk 
a straight line. You can't, you damn sure can't stagger off to one side or the other. <laughs> you don't want to be doing that, man. I mean, you can blow a hell of opportunity, I mean, like that. Snap of a finger. Line. You can blow your opportunity to go, you know, to go pro. Right into a breathalyzer. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, you know, you could blow your opportunity to keep on living. Exactly, man. So I just, I really hate to hear about all this. And well, here's my thing on the whole NIL, like you were talking about before. I agree there's going to be some set of rules, maybe set it up like a trust, like we talked about it before. But in that trust, it must specify that if you get into legal problems, you know, something's going to happen with that money to where you're going to lose a chunk of it. You'll lose a chunk, you have to refund. Yep. You either have to refund or that money is used strictly for getting your butt out of trouble. There's got to be something. There's got to be some set of consequences. And you don't, you hate to say, you don't want to see them go overboard, but at the same time, there's got to be something firm enough here to get a kid's attention. I mean, at this point, if you get just an overnighter in jail, I mean, that's a laughing matter. I mean, oh, these guys in the NFL, they do it all the time. I mean. Right. I mean, look at how many people in the NFL have gotten in trouble this year alone. Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. But the thing is, man, especially when you're a kid fresh out of high school, maybe a year out of high school or something, you've got that freedom. It's just like trying to teach a toddler, man. I mean, toddler, t- toddler touches the stove. They're going to hurt themselves, but they ain't going to do it again. In this situation, though, you've got that money, man. You don't care if you do it again or not. It ain't just that, but it's basically having a daycare with a bonfire going on outside and nobody watching them. Yeah. You need to have someone there to kind of keep order and protect these kids from themselves. Yep. From their own decisions. Yep. Absolutely, man. And I don't know if it needs to be up to the coaches to have a set of rules in place even in the off season as far as like a you know a time that you've got to be in at night or you know what needs to be done but and this 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 can't be this can't keep happening. No 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 it's needs to stop. These numbers need to go another direction, not going up. Yep. I mean don't get me wrong, boys will be boys. College, you you're gonna get in some trouble. It is what it is, but I just I feel like when you got a million dollars, eight or nine hundred thousand dollars in your pocket, you ain't even a freshman in college or a sophomore in college, 18, 19 years old. You're feeling a little bit bulletproof. Yep. You gotta watch that. Yep. Got but, more money than you know what to do with. And I mean also at the same time, I mean to carry on with some other news, Neon Deion Sanders just had an interview talking and one of the big things in this one of his big topics in this whole discussion was NIL. Mm-hmm. And he had very similar things to say, actually. talking about how he there's nothing wrong. He 100% supports these guys getting paid for their name, their image, and their likeness. Well, so supports that 100%, but at the same time, something's got to change. They're going to have to limit this money or something. Because, I mean, the free agency... The signings, the whole nine yards, it's all turned into nothing but the transfer portal. It's all turned into nothing but one giant free agency. Yeah. Realistically. And, I mean, he's not wrong. 
the highest bidder is going to win every time. It's not about education. It's not about university. Hell, it's not about the football program anymore. No. It's about the money. Yep. All about the Benjamins. And also, it's going to affect these kids to a big extent because there's an old saying with fighters. It's hard to get up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and train when you're sleeping in silk sheets. Yeah. You lose that. Even Deion Sanders, I'll quote him again. You lose that dog in you. Yep. You lose that burning desire. Yep. You lose that spark. Lose that hunger. <clears throat> That's exactly right. You get a man that's struggling, a man with no job, a man with no money. You put him on a job site. Nine times out of ten, that man's going to be the hardest working son of a gun out of everybody out there. Yeah. Because he knows what the bottom's like. And he's going to fight and he's going to claw. And he's going to do everything he can to succeed. And he's going to do everything he can not to go back into that hole. That's exactly right. You get somebody and they start out right off the rip. Millions of dollars. And they even have, have not even had to prove themselves yet, really, at that level. Hell, $800,000, $500,000, okay? $100,000. Yeah, you get that kind of money just given to you right off the rip on top of a free education, free room and board, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's real easy to lose your hunger. Perfect example is not so much as football players. Perfect examples, all right? Look at Mike Tyson early in his career when he was fresh off the streets. Yep. World had never seen nothing like him. He was ferocious. I mean, just terrifying. Hunger. He had a hunger. Conor McGregor. When Conor McGregor was broke, living in Ireland, I mean, lived in an apartment the size of a lot of people's living rooms. Was hungry. Mm-hmm. Fought his ass off. Both of these guys, once they made their millions and millions of dollars. Not the same fighter no more. No. Still got the talent. But when you got all that money in the bank, you start thinking, I mean, I don't have to keep getting hit in the face like this here. I don't have to keep pushing myself as hard as I was before. Mm -hmm. I've made it. Now I can just sustain. Yep. If I can still just keep making that bank, I don't have to work as hard. I don't have to, you know, fight nearly as hard. I don't have to take that punch in the face. I could just take that punch, fall, and you know, call it a day, and I'm still getting paid. You're not trying to make it no more. You're just staying afloat. Yep. You got there. Now you're just trying to float along and just hold on. Yep. You don't want to struggle no more. You're living off your name alone, not your actions. That's right. So, I don't know. I just, we're starting to see a lot of effects about it. Coaches are starting to get more and more verbal about it. But something has to be done to an extent. They need to find a way to regulate this better. They got to find a way to get the colleges, the actual prestige of the colleges back involved. Make it not just about the money. I agree. I 100% agree. I mean... Let's be honest here, and just like Dion was saying, 
nowadays it's not about the education when it's coming to pay to play. It's all about how much money you can do you have. And some of these smaller colleges don't have the money to compete with the USC, uh, Alabama, and LSU. So they're not going to be able to compete at a high level. Exactly. It just, it makes it hard for the smaller schools. And my thing is, you need to make it more about the colleges. It needs to be about the university, their prestige, the school's reputation more so than about a quick paycheck. I mean, you think about now, all right, say the year 2002, 2003, kid gets a letter in the mail from the University of Miami. He's going to be pumped up. He's excited. Miami University, this is, this is powerhouse football, great culture. They're excited about it. they got to get there, man. Mm-hmm. Just itching to get there. Kid growing up in Virginia gets a letter, say, year 2004. Virginia Tech. Hell, that's Frank Beamer, man. I can be right here in Blacksburg. I can be home. They just played for Natty a couple years ago. Michael Vick. Holy hell, man. This would be a great opportunity. Yep. Nowadays, you can be in Virginia Tech, be a lifelong Virginia Tech fan, get a letter from Virginia Tech, and instead of being excited about being Virginia Tech, you got kids more so saying, well, how much money did they offer? Because Penn State's offering me $600,000. Penn State's offering 600000 Got an offer down here at Virginia, you know, for six hundred fifty. Got an offer from Ohio State for $1 million. Exactly. I mean, it's just... It's like an open hunting season. Yeah. It legit... I hate to say it, but it's almost like a cattle auction or something. It really is, man. It's it's all a big auction. And to me, the money is all well and good. But at some point, it has to go back to what a university is all about to begin with, and that's education. Exactly. I mean, you don't go to college and not get an education. You need to go to college to get your education. And if you want to play college sports, you need to go to that college because you love that university. And then you're wanting to play there to get to the NFL. As Deion Sanders says, you need to be worried about the NFL, not the NIL. Exactly. You make it big when you get there. That's what your hard work goes into. You can play at certain colleges and become a college legend per se. But let's be honest, 15, 20 years down the road, you're not going to be remembered. College does not have a Hall of Fame. But look at the NFL, man. You play 10, 15 years in the NFL, some don't even have to play that long. They can go five years. Get the stats play their asses off. Retire. You're remembered forever. I agree. I agree 120%, man. And the key thing is this is college football. Keyword, college. 
That's why people love watching high school football. High school football, kids are playing their asses off, and they're just trying their hardest to get that win and get a college scholarship. Mm-hmm. It means the world to you. You're battling your ass off in high school to get that scholarship so you can go to the next level to live out your dreams. That's right, that's right, and get it, and play the next level. Then when you get there, you put in even more work. You dig down even deeper in that soul. You fight, you claw, put in the extra time. First one on the field, last one to leave the field. First one in the weight room, last one to leave the weight room to get to that next level. And, I mean, that's why college football has always had such a huge following. And that's why, really, in the last, hell, decade or more, a lot of, the NFL has fallen off actually pretty good viewer wise. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is a lot of people are saying, well, hell, these guys are making 80, 90 million dollars. I mean, what, what's the point? Why do I want to watch these bunch of millionaires? And a lot of people say, as you watch NFL, a lot of guys, you got some out there now that play their asses off. They're going to knock them. But there's a lot of guys in the NFL, you can look at them and tell they don't have that spark in their eyes no more. They don't have that dog, they don't have that fire in them. That they had when they were younger. Let's be honest. The NFL is no longer about pure football. It's about viewership. It's about how much money the games make so they can pay the owners trickling down to the actual players. And what's going to happen is college ball is going to become the same way. It's not going to be pure anymore. I can already see that somewhat with the SEC. Yeah, the SEC, you can see a big difference this past year and years past, honestly. Mm-hmm. But when you watch and when you watch the ACC, the Big Twelve, Big Ten's got bad too. But you watch the SEC, the Big or the ACC, the Big Twelve. To me, that's still pure football. They're still competing. They're still competing in the SEC now. Don't don't you can't take it completely from the SEC. But I'm saying you're seeing a lot more of this transfer portal going completely ape ape shit, so to speak. In the SEC, I mean guys are just transferring left and right. Every I mean damn near every day you're seeing two or three different guys hit the portal, hit the portal, yeah. hit the portal. It's like. Dude, you, fall camp hasn't even started. You just got out of spring practice. I mean, you got all summer to lift weights. You got all summer to get better, to fight, earn mm-hmm. your right on this team. Instead of, now I'm out. I can leave here and go to some school and get paid. And some of it is that some of these schools, I'm not going to mention any names, have scholarship cuts that they have to do to get to a certain limit. But at the same time, man, if you are one of these sophomores that are transferring out that didn't really see the field last year competed your ass off in spring and still not really getting what you think you deserve. You're hitting the portal. It's still a little bit too soon, dude. Slow your roll, compete your ass off, and try to earn that job. That's exactly right. I mean, some truth is if you got a full ride offer, to the school while you're in high school, they see a starter in you. They see potentially saying this kid can be a full-blown starter. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just be honest here, man. I mean, there's still kids in the portal from two or three months ago 
that still have yet to receive an offer yet from another school. Oh, yeah. You're not guaranteed. If you hit the portal, you're not guaranteed to get another scholarship. You're not. No. I mean, I understand if it's a toxic situation that, you know, maybe you and you, you and the coach don't see eye to eye. Well, see, I don't want to try to cut you off there. No, my thing is, if you leave a prestigious program, all right, you might not even be getting played in time, but you can say, okay, I'm going to transfer from, say, an Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You can hope you get picked up by a Central Florida or a Florida State or – Hell, I don't know. Um, Coastal Carolina, something like that. Okay, you're instantly. Oh, we got we got an Ohio State transfer. This kid was a four star out of high school. Never seen no playing time. He's gonna come here. He's instantly got a big name, a lot of national attention. Instantly looking at NIL deal. Right. And I think it's more so about. I think it's more so about kids now trying to get that dollar right now than it is even more so about being a better player and playing time and things like that. Right. And, I mean, you know, the thing of it is, too, man, I mean, there's kids that are hitting the portal that they did see a lot of playing time with the previous team. They were team captains or, you know, something like that. But, you know, the thing of it is, man, just – for the kids that are just trying to get the quick dollar, not really wanting to to get more of a competition. I mean, come on, dude. You, you're going to have to work. You, it can't be given to you free. Let's put all of our attention towards football. Yeah. Let's work. Let the money come naturally. Don't worry about the money. Play football. Exactly. I'm not saying shut up and play, but I'm saying – if you focus on football and you f- focus on perfecting your craft, your position, mastering it, it's going to come. Yeah. It will come naturally. Put in the work and the good things will come to you. You won't have to go after them. But nothing is nothing is free. Nothing in nope. this world is free. If you're looking for an easier position, an easier way to play, an easier way to get exposure – then I automatically have to question you a little bit somewhat from the standpoint of does this kid have the desire to compete? Mm-hmm. What kind of worth it, work, work ethic does this kid have? All right, take a guy like um, an example that I really love, though, is Christian Bill Smith, Wake Forest. That's who I was actually talking about. He, number one running back at Wake Forest, could have came back next year, still been number one running back, had it locked down. Great player. Chose to leave there and come to South Carolina. Not a really big name prestigious school, but I mean, they got some attention last year. Mm-hmm. But is coming into a loaded running back room with mm-hmm. a five-star player, Marshawn Lloyd, another four-star running back. Hell, you got Juju McDowell in there. Mm-hmm. Shot Amos. Um, what the hell? They got another one. Yeah, they um – you got a walk-on guy, um, but he was like a three- or four-star. And they got a four-star from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Coming back, who was recruited as a four-star running back. Labasia Carroll. Yeah. He chose to come in there and, and compete. Mm-hmm. And his thing was he said he wanted to come there to compete and earn a job. And he felt like going up against that competition would also bring out the best in him mm-hmm. and make him better. Yep. 
that's one thing that Nick Saban says and why you really don't see a whole pile of guys leaving Alabama is Nick Saban says our guys come in here and that's one thing they do is they compete. Yep. And they recruit guys who love to compete. Yep. One thing that I loved about CBS, Christian Bill Smith, is that when he came in, they were doing interviews with all the transfers, trying to, you know, just asking questions, you know, to get the feel on how they want the program. When it came to a media day, CBS turned down the offer and said, you've got guys that are in here that have actually earned the time. I just got here. I haven't earned it yet. Give it to them. All right. Well, here you go. Mac Jones sat the bench all those years at Bama. Mm-hmm. Played one full season as a starter. He played half a season the year before when, um, ooh, what the hell is his name? Tua. Yep. When Tua got hurt. But played one full season as a starter. Never transferred, never complained, kept his head down. One season as a starter. Went in the first round of the NFL draft, then took a team to the playoffs last year in the NFL. Yep. Franchise quarterback. You know he's going to get paid. Yep. That's, that's a man working his ass off. Exactly. That's a man who kept his head down and fought his ass off. Went after it. And that's what I admire. And Some guys, I understand. You need to change. Culture ain't right. It's not a good fit. Different than, I understand some of that. Mm-hmm. But if you're just leaving a program just looking for another dollar or you're looking for a little easier opportunity, mm-hmm. I don't care for that. No. You're, you're looking for the wrong reasons. You already got your head in the wrong place. It's just it's all wrong. There was a reason that you picked the school that you went to to begin with. Now, if you're leaving just because, let's just say you're you're leaving Auburn to go to Alabama because Alabama was offering you a hundred thousand dollars, I can't get down with that, Bo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It don't need to be a bidding war. It needs to be more of what fits you as a player. It needs more be more about culture, more about the universities, less about the dollar. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I hate to say it, but if NIL is here to stay, which it is, yeah, it's here to stay. We're gonna learn to adapt. It. What's gonna happen? What's gonna have to happen is they're gonna have to find ways to basically do contracts like the NFL, saying, "Okay, you're here for you're signing a two year contract with this school. You're signing a three year contract where you're tied to this business or whatever for this amount of years." You cannot breach this contract. You cannot be traded. You cannot transfer. You cannot leave unless they sign off on it. Yep. Yep. I like that. If you want to up and quit, that's fine. You'll sit home. Yep. You'll sit home and you'll not play football until that contract is up. And then when it's up and you haven't played football for two years, then you can see if somebody wants to sign you for your last year or two of eligibility. Yeah, but if you do sit decide that you want to sit, you lose your eligibility for the years that you sit. Yeah, exactly. Make it. I mean, you want to do this the NFL way, then let's make it like the NFL. If you want to do it, bring on the rules, and let's do the damn thing. Absolutely, man. I will hardly agree with you. I like the sound of that the more I think about it. Yep. And they've also got to do something about 
potential tampering with transfers as well. Like, I, I agree. Like Deion Sanders was saying in, in the interview, man, he said, it, it's not the coaches that are calling the kids. It's like their high school coaches or parents or, you know, somebody that's close to the kid that's actually making the calls before they even enter the portal. Before the school knows there's even an issue. Right. Right. There's some issues going on with that. But once again, if you get a contract in there, all that goes out the window. Yep. Ain't nothing you can do. Yep. You don't want to buy about a contract? Sit on. Yep. Deuces. Focus on your schoolwork. That's all I can tell you. Yep. But now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> I'm going to step down off the toolbox, the soapbox, yep. toolbox, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Let's talk about this over and under for the SEC West. Eh? Let's go for it, man. Let's go for it. First team up. Good old Alabama. They are 11.5 over under. Under. Definitely under for me, too. They got uh, Utah State, Texas, ULM, Vandy, Arkansas, AM, Tennessee, Mississippi State. Then they're off. LSU, Ole Miss, Austin P, and Auburn. You got LSU and Ole Miss back to back. Yep. That's rough. Yep. You got Arkansas. That's rough. Yep. Well, you got A and M and then Tennessee back to back. Arkansas, A and M, and Tennessee in a three game stretch. I just don't see it happening. No, <clears throat> they're going to lose. I'm going to say like we did last season. I'm going to say they're going to lose at least a game in the regular season. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And also, I'm a little concerned with Alabama after spring game, man. With uh, Bryce Young, I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if he uh, got his confidence. Damaged badly in that natty game or what, but he does. I'm a knock on wood for him. But in that spring game, he did not seem like the same young man we saw last spring and last fall. No, he really didn't. He really didn't, man. He looked like he had a lot of confidence issues, looked like he was second guessing his throws as he was throwing it. He, I don't know. He just didn't, didn't look like a confident quarterback at all to me. No, no, he just – he didn't seem like himself. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. But, me personally, I'm going under 11 and a half. I just don't see them going undefeated. Yeah. Dude. I'm going under two. Send it. All right. So, under, under. Here, here. <laughs> All right. On to the next. Next, we got A&M. Over, under, nine. Over, under, nine. Yes, sir. Nine and three regular season. Mm. We got Sam Houston, App State, then they play Miami. Then they have Arkansas, Mississippi State, Alabama, then they're bye week. Then they're at South Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, at Auburn, UMass, and LSU. That's going to be a close one. It's going to be a close one. Nine wins. Can we just hold them steady at nine? I uh, mean, no, not, not not with us. We're not. If we go again, I'm going. I'm, gonna, I'm going under them. I'm going under. You're going under. I don't. I don't see ten. But I'm trying to figure out where that fourth loss would be. I can see three losses. 
Number four, I don't know. But the thing is, with the transfer portal, everything you're doing what it's doing, you got so many new players. I mean, once again, mm-hmm. Texas A&M, new quarterback in the system. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn it, man. It's making us very frustrating. And they just had another guy transfer hit the portal. Mm-hmm. But you also got the number one draft class in the nation. Or not draft class, but the recruiting class in the nation. Yep, you got the number one class of guys that has no experience whatsoever in college football. I mean, you can go out there and play on a freshman if you want to, but uh, they got a lot of good guys coming back. I'm me. I'm under. I'm under. I'm going over. I think I I, I see him at ten this year. I do see him at ten. All right, so we're going to agree to disagree on that one. Yep, agree to disagree. All right, here, here. On to the next. Ole Miss over under at eight. Over under eight games, eight and four. I like over. I believe I'm going under with Ole Miss. The Lane Train man, they put up a lot of points all the damn time. Just came off the best regular season record in school history. Mm-hmm. But you've also lost your, your main man, your your leading role, your quarterback. But you're bringing in one from USC. That's true, from USC. I just, me personally, Lane Kiffin, love him or hate him, the man is hell on chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And he finds ways to put points on the board no matter what. Now, his defense, I don't know what the hell that is, but I'm taking him over. Taking it over. Ole Miss is always a team that pulls off upsets, too, for whatever reason. I mean that that is that is true. That is very, very true. They're always gonna grab either a LSU or a Texas AM or a Bama. They're always gonna get one of those three every damn year just about. I think I'm gonna go with under. I really do. I don't like them with Alabama. I don't like them with Arkansas. I don't like them with a and I think Kentucky. I think Kentucky may have the number as well. Maybe. We shall see. So you're going under. I'm going under. Agree, disagree. Yep. On to the next. Arkansas, 6.5. Over. Over. Sam Pittman, the program he's got in there, the culture he's got in there, he has been building this team is getting better and better every year. Honestly, I think Arkansas is a major, major dark horse in the West. Mm-hmm. It is just, it's like that little baby tropical storm out there in the ocean. It's way off. Mm-hmm. It's out there in the ocean by itself. It's a little tropical storm. Nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody thinks. Is the whole time it's coming along, it's just getting stronger and stronger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Over that hot water out there. Yes, sir. And this team is is starting to bowl. It's yep. starting to go over some bowling water. It's picking yep. up a lot of momentum. Over. Over. All right. We agree on that one. On to the next. On to the next. We're going to have Mississippi State at six and a half. Hmm. They lost their quarterback too, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, because he went to... A&M, I believe. I'm pretty sure you're correct there, sir. Oh, wait. A&M, six and a half. They play, 
Mississippi State, Tennessee. They got to play. I mean, Ralph Rip, you know, they got to play at Auburn. Mm-hmm. They got to play Bama. Got to play Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Got to play Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. That's four losses right there. They played Georgia this year. Right there's five. And they play LSU. So let's go over. They got Memphis at Arizona at LSU, home to Bowling Green, at AM, at Arkansas, at Kentucky, at Bama. They are off. Then they play Auburn, Georgia, ETSU, and then they're at Ole Miss. I'm going under. I'm definitely going under. Under. I'm sorry, Bulldog fans, but I just this year is not your year. Nope. They surprised us last year. They did some things last year that looked good in moments, but there was a whole lot of inconsistency. I just way too hit and miss for me. I cannot buy into this one. I'm out. Yeah. If you so. if you would have told me at six, that would have been a harder choice for me. Yeah. But since it's six and a half, I got to go with the under. Yeah, me too. We agree. We agree. All right. On to the next. LSU at six. Over. Definitely over. I'm sorry, but LSU is more than a six-win team every year. I don't give a damn. They've had some struggles the last two years. Don't know what all the hell is going on down there. Coach O's gone. I hate saying that, but mm-hmm. Brian Kelly, whether you love him, you hate him, you can't stand his fake southern accent. The guy just really pisses you off every time he talks. Or is that just me? <laughs> no, it, that's, that's not just you. But whether you love or hate him, he's a winner. Yeah. Done good things at Notre Dame, even though I don't know who the hell Notre Dame played. I think it's a lot of high school teams most of the time. But I just, Brian Kelly and SEC, you got a lot of talent down there at LSU. You own the state in recruiting. Mm-hmm. Too much talent. Too good of a team. You're getting over six wins. I think the magic number with LSU this year is seven. Yeah, I think seven and five, eight and four, that's going to be a yeah. good year one. Probably eight and four more so with me. The thing that tips it off for me to over is they play Florida State the very first game. We don't know what we're getting out of Florida State this year. I think if Florida State was a little bit more solid, we knew what we were getting, I think I would go, you know, maybe maybe under or right at a push. But I think Florida State tips it off for me, and I, I, I really see seven wins for this team this season. Yep, so I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm going over. <clears throat> On to the next. And lastly, we have Auburn at five. This is a fascinating one for me. Yeah. I'm going over. I have to say over five wins. It's Auburn. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, what are we really getting here? I mean, they literally <laughs> tried to look for every single way possible this offseason to fire their coach, and he knows it. He knows they tried to fire him. Yep. So there's a lot of resentment going on right now. How bought in can he be? How bought in can the school be in him? How much support's going on there? How the hell is this fan base? What's going on with them? I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know where this thing's going, but 
It's got to be over five wins. It has to be. Yeah. Wholeheartedly I mean, agree. I mean, it was train wrecking towards the end of last year. Oh, and it just, it's been a dumpster fire ever since. I mean, they fell apart in the year. They started off red hot looking like a national contender, making everybody nervous, like, oh shit. Mm hmm. But then the wheel just came off and the bus veered off the road, and we ain't seen it since. But, and then you had all this craziness with trying to fire coaches, transfers, quarterbacks, leaving other quarterbacks coming in. Yep. I just don't know what the hell is going on right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything that's going on at Auburn right now just screams that it's in, it, that it's in disarray. Something's going to happen. Now, as I sit here and look at their schedule, knowing what we know about Auburn, I think five is the perfect number. I Now, I can't go with the push. We're not going to do that. On this program, but I'm actually going to take a gamble and I'm going to go with under. They play Penn State, they play Missouri, LSU, Georgia, Ole Miss, Bama, AM, Mississippi State. And knowing that this program is in such disarray, I don't feel like with everything that's going on, this, you know, that the team is so much bought into the coach because they don't know what's going to happen next. I got to go under. I'm going over. Right. Auburn can go through the season blindfolded with a Colt 45 and one hand and a King Cobra and the other, moonwalking, and they'll still find a way to get six, seven wins every damn time. I don't know how. I don't know why. I can already I'll, – I'll go ahead and tell you, there's going to be games we watch this year with Auburn where you're going to say, oh, hell, Auburn's going to be a natty contender. Bama better watch out. They're going to make us look like jackasses because we're going to get all hyped up on them. And there's going to be a couple games where we say, what the hell were we thinking What's going on here? What's in the Kool-Aid down there? What is going wrong? Well, just like with LSU, to me, I think the the game that's really going to decide for me how the season's going to go is the third game of the season. They're going to have Penn State at Penn State. They should win that one, but that is a very tough stadium to play in. Oh, no, excuse me. It's at Auburn, so they've oh. actually got a little bit of a chance. Oh, hell, if it's at Auburn, I'll take Auburn in that one. Right. Penn State coming down to Alabama, third game of the year, so that's going to be in the end of September, very early October. It's still going to be hotter than hell outside in the south. Them kids from up north going to come down and play in that heat. It's going to be a big – I give that one to Auburn. I give Auburn the edge in that one. All right. And, I mean, their coach ain't a bad coach. I just – I. I don't know if he's difficult to get along with with assistants. I don't. Well, I can't figure out what the hell's going on with them. I've been trying to figure it out. I can't. Yeah, I agree. It's. I don't know if it's just that you know them that the head coach and the athletic director are just bumping heads. If you know, if it's the president that just don't like the head coach, or you know what's going on with that, man, but. Something's gonna something's gonna have to give. It's like buying a car from the rental car lot. I mean, it really is. You're looking at it like, man, this thing's shiny. It looks good. It ain't but a couple years old. It ain't got no. It's got low mileage on. Good price. I want it. But then you start thinking, well, this person had it. That person had it. I don't know exactly what's going on under the hood of this thing. Do I really want to put my key in there and sign that title? <laughs> 
Right. Like, I don't know if I, I like it, but do I really want to be tied to this on paper? Right. I, I don't know if I want my hand, John Hancock yeah. on the sheet of paper. Yeah, like, I don't know. You're cool, but I don't know if we could be cool on a daily basis. <laughs> you know? Right. We got a little bit of trust issues here. Right. I, I mean, I see Auburn. Like I said, I think five is the perfect number. Absolutely. But I think I think something's going to have to break this season. And I feel like I'm, I'm going under five. I'm going under five. I, I just – Biggest thing I think is if there is literally one hiccup, one slip-up by this head coach – He's going to be gone. I agree. So he's going to be walking eggshells. And how is that going to affect his play call where he's going to be? You remember Will Muschamp last couple of years in South Carolina, it got to a point where he was being extremely reserved and conservative. And you see that a lot of times when coaches are on that hot seat. They get very reserved. They don't. They don't go for the win. Instead, they're more worried about getting that tie. Maybe maybe we'll get overtime. We're not going to try to get that win because I don't want to blow up my face and lose a game. I right. lose my job. Right. The perfect comparison is an ant under a magnifying glass. You just can't get away from that fire. No, no. The seat's too hot. I don't see no escape. Unless they finish like second in the West or something. So, yep, I agree. I totally agree. They're either going to have to, if they're third or below, then you'll see a coaching change at Auburn this season, my best opinion. One of two things is going to happen. Either the coach is going to come out and he's going to be extremely reserved and he's going to blow a lot of games from being too reserved, or he's going to come out guns blazing saying, well, I ain't got nothing to lose. My back's against the wall anyways. And they're going to go on a run. Yep. So, that's going to be a very interesting one to keep track on this year. But for now, I'm taking the over. All right. So, we're different on three teams this year on the, in the West. Yes, sir. All right. Send it. All right. Well, that's the last call. I reckon we're going to call it in and here, here. Let's do it. All right. Well, that's all I got for y'all this week, man. Yeah, man. It's been a good good time, fun time. I enjoyed talking about football, man. And next time we'll have a little bit more for you. But uh, yeah, we just we definitely wanted to get this over under out to you, talk a little bit of football and you know, just let you know we ain't dead. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. <laughs> we do apologize and um here very soon we'll be getting into our film studies, breaking down all that spring footage for y'all. And then we'll have our post-spring power rankings where we think, from our personal point of view, where we think each team is ranking in their conferences coming out of spring. So it's going to be a good time. We'll have a lot of content all summer long. But for now, if you ain't got nothing else for them, I say we just keep them drinks cold and keep those chains moving. Yeah, absolutely, man. We love you. We'll see you all next time. Have a good one.